0: Classy Gibberish Hello there and welcome to another episode of Classy Gibberish I am Andrei, your host And we're here today for yet another episode of the radio show In which we listen to the absolute bangers of the history of classical music The bangers we all know and love And today, after two episodes of using the turntable in the studio and the records we had around. We are back with, um, non turntable music, mainly because, um, mainly because the turntable is needs an amplifier. Um, but yes. Anyway, today we are back with my favorite composer, Lily Boulanger. And we are going to listen to 4 e- Elena. Uh, I don't think we're going to get to listen to all of it, but we're going to listen to parts of it. So there we go. Pardon me. It's very cold outside. So my nose is. Um. Okay. I see what's happening um oops there we go that's working now um so what's uh what's been happening with everyone what's um has everyone had a good week so far how how's how's it been I have been pretty good, um, went to the lab a couple of times, which was pretty good. Uh, got some decent results, some unexpected ones, but uh, some good ones. Um, What else did I do? I had, I think I mentioned this last week, I had two interviews um, for my PhD application to somewhere in Germany, and those went well, pardon me, and I also had meetings with um, some of the other applicants, and faculty, and current students of the program, Um, and just to just to, um, talk about how the, the program is and all that. Um, and yeah, it was pretty, pretty nice. Pretty that the program seems really cool <coughs> and I'd love to go there. And so, as I said, I had two interviews and the, the process started in late January and they had 500 applicants um, and then from those 100 from the applications were selected to go into short interviews and those were basically to determine how much everyone knew about neuroscience in general Um, and then from those I Uh, ...was selected from those 150... ...got through to the final round of of interviews... ...and those were the two 30-minute interviews... ...that I had this week. And... ...of those 20 are going to be selected... um, ...to be admitted into the program. Um, And, yeah, that's that happens in unrelated news um in unrelated news i was on just yesterday on friday i was sorry my nose is very runny i was going to the to labs i had you know i was in the bus and everything and uh, the, the bus was pretty full, and I was just minding my own business, and suddenly I got an email, and I, I slided the notification bar down and looked at the email, uh, and it was from Gossingen, the place where I applied to for the PhD. And so I looked at it, and at this point, I was really excited from everything I'd heard about the, the program, from the few me- the two meetings we had, and from talking to, to the faculty in the, in the interviews. I was really excited because it sounded like a wonderful program, really, and so that the, the previous couple of days I'd been trying to just calm myself down and not be too expectant of making it in into the the program because well when you're expecting the worst the worst possible scenario then whatever happens is really good and so you're never you're never um, disappointed, um, and I tried to do that because I'm. In generally, I'm. I'm pretty good at keeping my expectations down, and you know, staying sane, staying logical, and staying happy in general, and controlling my feelings is something I I can do pretty easily. And so that's what I try to do. I try to. i tried to control my my feelings and in the previous round of interviews the short format ones i managed to do that and convince myself i'd done really badly so that if i didn't make it through i'd be um you know fine with it and when i actually when i got the response that i made it through to the final round of interviews I actually thought I hadn't made it in because the email subject said something like, um, you know, it didn't say you've made it through or anything. It was just um, short term short uh, interviews got again. It was just like that, and I thought you, you know, clearly they're just telling me that I didn't make it through, and that's why it doesn't say anything exciting in the subject. But then I did, and but my first reaction when I thought that I'd been rejected. I was just like, oh man, but I wasn't too disappointed. And so I was trying to do the same thing for these interviews, but because of meeting some of the other applicants and the people in it and the faculty, I was really excited because it really sounded like a wonderful program and a a, a huge shame to not make it into it. And... That was pretty disappointing um, to be completely honest well was it no I mean (laughs) no and so it was I was a bit apprehensive of what my reaction would be if I didn't make it in Uh, and that's why I I was trying to keep rational to stay rational and sane and all of those things Um, but then I actually looked at the email and it said that um, I was recommended admission which means that I've been accepted into a PhD in Germany. Which is just wonderful news. Um, Every since... I, I don't know when I realized that I wanted to go into research and get a PhD and all those things. But... And as as I think, you know, pretty much I think the first or second year of, of uni it is what i've wanted to do and i've known it for sure but but throughout my time at uni i've always felt like i wasn't good enough to go into a phd because the people i saw you know going into phds and then coming to talk to to us about phds and all that they seemed so brilliant and so extremely capable and good at what they do and They they were only, like, two or three years older than us, and I looked at them and thought, I'm so... immeasurably... less capable than than them. That there's no... There's no way I'll make it into a PhD. And... I... I doubt myself a lot. My... My academic advisor here in Dundee, he told me that I should apply directly to a PhD. Finish my bachelor's, I'm currently doing a master's year, but he said I should go directly to the PhD. But I didn't feel prepared. And that this program in Nottingham includes a master's year as well. Um, I'm going to explain why I decided to go with it anyway. But yeah, so, I've always felt that I was not capable of making it in, and throughout my time at uni I applied every year to summer internships, and I never got into any of them, which further reduced my self-confidence in terms of my skills and abilities um, of getting into research. And well, I've I've applied to a few PhDs. Oh, this is actually the second one I applied to. But anyway, um, and yeah, but but looking at the PhDs and the the details of the programs and all that, I ne- it never sounded to me like I was good enough to make it to those and to be accepted. Pardon me. And so. It's it's a huge relief to me to find out that you know I'm good enough and that I can be accepted uh, into it. Um, it just feels really really nice and it's it's an amazing accomplishment. Um, up until you know Friday yesterday, it feels like much longer ago. But up until Friday, I. My biggest achievement in life had been to get into the neuroscience course I'm doing currently. And it was something I was very happy about because I'd never thought about it until a year, about a year before I started. And I wasn't very good at English, and I'd never traveled much or anything outside Portugal. And so, it was a big accomplishment. And up until Friday, I, I would have said that it was the biggest accomplishment in my life. But that, it's not anymore. Currently, it is getting into that uh, PhD program. It's not yet a PhD. So, the way the program works is I do... A year of a master's where I get lectures and um, laboratory training and then after six months I go into uh, um, three labs I spend two months in each so grand total of six months just exploring the techniques they use and figuring out what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with and then from those labs um, from there I can either do a master's thesis and get a master's degree and then progress to the PhD or go directly to the PhD from there and enter one of the three labs that I worked in during my rotation um but because I'm going to graduate here with a master's degree I don't think it's worth getting another one and so I'll probably just go in straight into the straight into the PhD um I'll probably just go straight into the PhD and <laughs> it's quite quite a nice prospect the PhDs I wanted to do and the reason why I'm not I don't mind that it includes a Master's here as well is because PhDs can be done in life sciences in two ways. They can either be rotation PhDs, where you do one year of going around a few labs and seeing what techniques work best for you and supervisors and all that. Or the other option is to go directly into a lab and working in a specific project. So there isn't the opportunity to explore um, what what possibilities you have. And the the, the the programs I wanted to go to are the rotation ones because I wanted to explore it and see what kind of supervisors there were. Um, and so this, mass, this program I'm getting into basically works like a PhD, uh, a rotation PhD, because the first year is dedicated to training and going around a few labs, which, you know, it's pretty much the same as a rotation PhD, which is why I'm really happy with it. Um, and also they provide training because I think that at the moment, my course hasn't provided me as much theoretical training and practical training as I need um, before starting a PhD. And so I really think it will be beneficial for me to have, to have that sort of training before I start my before I start a PhD, which is why I'm really happy with, with the program. And I think it's going to be... It's going to be really great. I was... Sort of... Because I think a lot about the future and what's what's going to happen. Um, pardon me. Pardon me. I think a lot about the future. Mine specifically, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and... You know, as as I saw the different PhDs and um, coming and going, and I was rejected from one. One um, one of the things I I thought would be that was that I would, you know, either have to stay here in Dundee. You know, if I wasn't accepted into any PhD, I'd have to stay here in Dundee for another year, doing something I don't want to do um, you know I might get into a lab and be a, a research technician or a lab technician or something um, but that would only be very temporary and I really wanted to go directly to a PhD or instead of staying here I'd have to stay at home for for a year or, or at least half a year until the January intake um, and thinking about that thinking that I might have to stop my life for, you know, either six months or or a year and when when I've got a very clear idea of what I want to do in the future was a really frustrating idea. And so I'm so glad that I got it and there is very interesting labs and the research environment seems to be really, really exciting in Göttingen. So yeah, I'm very happy. I don't know what exactly it'll mean for my podcast I've been told that there aren't any student radios in Göttingen, which is a shame um, but uh, one of the things I've been told is that the, the program Leads are really supportive of any initiatives and so there might be an avenue of um, proposing something like creating a, a student radio and they'd, they'd support it, which would be really good. Um, and, and the other reason why I'm really happy about the PhD is that Germany is scientifically a really good environment to study and work in because they're very supportive um you know one of the things one of the best examples is that one of the things that is essential when you do research as a lab um principal investigator um one of the the main things that you need to do is you need funding and you need to apply for grants to receive grants from you know the welcome trust the medical research council um, there, there are several grant institutions and yeah that, that's one of the things that bothers researchers the most is getting the funding and in Germany from what I've heard the the grant environment in the grant context is much easier to deal with than that of countries like the countries like the UK and and yeah it is much simpler to to get grants and it isn't as much of a worry there as it is in other parts of the world so that's something i'm very happy about because it seems to be the right environment to be trained in as as a a postgraduate student postgraduate researcher and so it seems all around like it's going to be really, really good and I'm really, really excited about it, very, very excited, Um, yeah. The bad bad side of having been accepted is that now I've got absolutely no motivation to do the work for my course because, well, there's no point. (laughs) Um, so yeah, yeah, but I've only got one more serious deadline. This is so good. As I was saying, I've only got one more serious deadline in the next two months, and it's next week, next Friday. So, yeah. It's exciting. Anyway. That is all the time, all all we have time for. Um, that was Lily Boulanger's um Faux et Elena. And yeah, it's been a pleasure. I'm very happy about my PhD. And if you're here to hear philosophical takes of mine, then I do apologize. But yeah, it's just... As my, there's a Portuguese saying that my mom said to me after, when we called uh, last night, which was, you don't fit in your pants, which isn't sexual. It just means that, um, well, it might be sexual actually, but it just means that um, I'm really, really happy and um, excited about the future, which I am. So that is why I decided to speak about this. So that's all from me for today. I hope you have enjoyed it. was a, a truly wonderful piece. I didn't have, I didn't focus on it much, but it was very beautiful as everything by Lily Boulanger is. I'll be back again next Saturday at half 8 p.m. Until then, I hope you have a great week and I will try having a great week as well. Bye bye. Classy gibberish.